understood that like I was different and that there were just certain things that I don't stand for and that I don't like and things like that. Um, but like, I was super understanding of everything that, that, that they like and everything like that because that's kind of how black people always have to be when you're in like a white environment is that like everything that white people do, you have to understand. Um, but normally you have to understand why you do things different. we get to talk with Elijah Mason. Elijah Mason is a thrower at University of Washington and last year as a freshman this guy was the Pac-12 champion. He then went on to play seventh at NCAAs becoming a first-team All-American. In this conversation we get to talk about Elijah's experience growing up without a father figure and consequently the role that coaches played in his life. We then talked about his experience in the recruiting process and lastly we learned about his experience as a black athlete on a predominantly white campus. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. But Pac-12 champ and then went on that season to get seventh at NCAAs as a freshman. That is wild. And looking at the results, there's five of six guys in front of you graduating. So it sounds like, you know, this year you're in the, the title hunt, which is wild as, you know, sophomore. So I'm Really excited to kind of hear about that, but um, thank you. You know, to start, so let's let's get you talking. I've I've done enough. You know, we got a little introduction, so I really want to hear like you know where are you from, and you know tell me what it's like growing up where you're from. Uh, I am from Arizona. Um, I was technically born in Washington, but uh, moved when I was really young. Both my brothers were born in Arizona as well, so. Uh, that's definitely like where I'm from. Um, kind of lived everywhere, uh, but the majority of times I've I've spent in Arizona is in Casa Grande. Um, it's kind of like the middle, you could say, between Phoenix and Tucson. And um, I never went to school out there, but that's just where I live. I kind of like got my whole life started and everything started when I moved to the Awatuki community. Uh, so I started middle school or started elementary school um, in fourth grade in that in that community. So went to uh, Kyrene uh, Del Millennio and um, right next to the community center, the Pecos Community Center, where I literally grew up. Um, if it wasn't for sports, uh, I was there every single day, um, all up until like my senior year of high school. And so how exactly did you get into track? from football or maybe just like in general? Yeah, uh, so yeah, I've, I've played football since like third grade or something. Wow. Uh, and uh, football is definitely like my love, it's my first sport. And um, eventually uh, I got into track because my middle school track coach, uh, Coach Hansen, actually, um, he was also our PE teacher and we just, started messing around with track stuff and uh, I kind of fell in love with it. But at the time it was a different love. It was, I was still balancing the fact that I was big, mm -hmm. but I had speed 
and like to jump and things like that. So uh, that same person, the same PE teacher was also my track coach in high school. Um, so that bond was just always there. Mm -hmm. And he's like one of the best father figures I have today. Uh, amazing. And, and it's, it's also my throws coach in high school. Um, my throws coaches, Coach Hickle and Coach France are also like some of the best father figures I have today. And just the, the bond that I had at that school and the coaches and like they were they were a part of raising me um my throws coach one of my throws coaches was also my football coach he was a linebacker coach a defensive coach um he's been my guy since forever so uh like that was a part of the reason why like i pushed through things because i couldn't let him down like like he's vouched for me many times and like i just i still couldn't to this day let him down if i wanted to uh, so he's one of like really important people in my life and, um, that kind of transitioned into track because after that season, when I, I tried to quit twice, but I only made that transition because of my coaches. So going back to what you were saying about how coaches like, like benefit or, uh, like shape the athlete, um, my mom is my father figure. So, like, men in my life haven't been, uh, like, a part of my family. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I have my Uncle Troy, who is, like, probably my, like, first father figure. Um, but then the rest of my family all grew up in Indiana or, or all live in Indiana. So I only know my uncle because he's the only one that lives in Arizona with my mom. And... Uh, Outside of that, like, because he lives in Tucson and we live in Ca uh, Casa Grande, but, like, we basically live in Phoenix, um, we only saw each other for, like, holidays or, like, sport events where, like, we ended up crossing paths and things like that and started picking up more as we got older. Um, but when, like, when it was most vital, it was, like, like, we only saw each other, like, holidays and things like that. So my coaches ended up becoming, like, my immediate father figures. And I ended up, like, I just – I put those burden, like that burden on them. But I always had amazing coaches and started with coach John, John Gould. Um, my, I was my youth coach uh, with uh, coach Willie. And um, they were like the first people that like really started shaping me. And then it went into coach Hanson and coach Hanson then went into uh, coach Sarah and Ross Walker to then um, uh, to then coach Hickle, coach France, uh, coach Klein, um, and her husband, like just, just, there was, there were so many, they're all still a part of like my family now. Um, and like, it just, it like, those were, those are the kind of coaches that like really mold someone and they check in on me all the time. Uh, they call me whenever they're in this area, like they, they're amazing. And like that's kind of like how uh, a coach like really shapes an athlete. Mm -hmm. So going a little bit further, then. So I know we had discussed this a little bit previously, but I didn't really get too much into it. But I'm curious, you know, how like your college decision process went. Like, sounds like you know having a important or a coach that you know can really help you and like mentor you is something that 
you're looking for. And I think a lot of athletes are looking for. Uh, yeah. I know my high school coach played like a really important role in my life. And that's sort of what I wanted to see in a college coach as well. So I'm curious about your, your whole process for deciding. So I was certainly under recruited. Um, I did all of my own recruiting. Uh, really? And I, I had like, I had all of the resources to help me. But like the moment that um, I was allowed to start emailing coaches, so my sophomore year, um, I was emailing, or was it junior year? I don't even remember when, like, when the year we were allowed to do it. Uh, but I emailed every football coach and every track coach in a D1 program in the country. And, uh, like, I was sending them film. I was, like, letting them know, like, how they can reach out to me and everything along those lines. But only a few schools did. Uh so yeah, it would have been it would have been the start of my junior year because I was sending them like my my sophomore year tapes and uh like sophomore year uh football tape was I mean all right, like it was sophomore year football tape. Mm-hmm. Um and then my junior year I threw or my sophomore year I threw 173 in disc, uh and like fifty two in shot or something like that. Um but I was also explaining to them, I was like, I hurt my hand my sophomore year. And that's the reason I still don't throw shot today. Uh, so I ended up uh, having nerve damage from the injury that I got uh, my sophomore year throwing shot, uh, getting my name out there. And when only a few schools replied, once it was actually time where schools were starting to reach out to me, um, it, was, it was like too late. Uh, I signed as early as I possibly could. I signed um, November 9th or something like that uh, um, of my senior year. And talking to my like high school coaches and my mom and everything like that, I committed to Bama. It, things didn't change for me until like two days, three days before signing day. And uh, I didn't know where I was signing um, because I was certain I was going to Bama. But then once I actually tried to get my NLI, um, they were waiting for a guy named uh, like Champion Allison um, to figure out what he was doing because he was doing a live signing uh, between Bama and LSU. Sucks, but he's been injured for the last three years. Like, um, so, but, but they wouldn't let anyone sign until they figured out what he was doing. But they told me that my money was secure regardless of if he took his or not because he was like on the junior team or something like that and they were trying to give him a full um so uh yeah and that's kind of when I started to learn about the business as well and like um I was really getting told uh like like real facts that like have really helped me today uh, with everything um but yeah I was like I'm going to Bama uh yeah I know that it's country is crap and that the types of uh people that I might meet there are certainly going to make me upset um but it's definitely the kind of culture that I wanted to be in. And it's the type of program that I never saw myself being at, but that once I got the opportunity, I was like, this is really nice. And the people here really want to work and it's Bama. So uh, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Um, And then right before uh, coach shoots, he just, he never let up. He, 
um, was always standing on my line. I was being super honest with him. I was like, look, I've, I've committed to Bama, but like, that's a commitment. And I'm not ready to like just close the door on you. Like UW and Bama, like were my last two. But then I was like, you know, I don't, I don't feel the same kind of love that I'm getting from coach shoots. And, uh, like that's going to be like the first big sign for me. Um, because my high school coaches were extremely loving and, uh, just a part of me even wanting to be good or to work hard is like a testament to my coaches. Like I, I don't want to let any of them down. They're willing to put their time into me. So I'm, I, I'm super willing to like see them happy and like for us to grow together. Right. And I told my coaches and everything like that they were like, that would be a much better fit for you. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they were like, uh, that everyone secretly didn't want me to go to Bama. And, uh, but they were so supportive of me that they were like, we'll see how it works because we could be wrong. But everyone secretly didn't want me to go there. And um, I was like, okay. Uh, and eventually made a decision to go to UW. And it's been great. It's literally the best decision I've made. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I think you know a lot of high school athletes looking to compete in the college system. Like it, it is a really tough decision, and you know I feel like a lot of times it ends up being not the right decision, which is why you see so many transfers. And that's even with the rules in place that make it harder to transfer, not really worth it. Um, so on that note, I'm curious, you know, like what advice would you give to athletes looking to compete in college and like how to make the best decision for themselves like my mom um raised me extremely well um to be resilient and to like like look toward the future goal and um this whole process has just been looking towards the goal that i'm only here for at the time we were like like we always just say we're only here for four years but like it's really for me gonna be five or six um uh and that's going to set me up for so many greater years after that. And I don't have to be thinking that I'm going to stay here, even though that happens for a lot of people that way. Um, I just knew that I was going to be going here to get set up in the right position to then go somewhere else. And uh, the like, advice I would give someone is exactly that, is that even though you go to school in a specific place, you don't have to be thinking about living there. Um, and you also don't need to be thinking about exactly what that sports team is going to do for you if you lose both your legs, if you can no longer do something anymore. Um, is it somewhere that you are going to be happy? And um, is it somewhere where you're going to like find the right people that like are going to help you like become you, that you're going to find lifelong friends? And really just everything about you and you growing, but at the same time, uh, you gotta just kind of do it because mm -hmm. you're 18 when you're making a decision, sometimes 17 when you're making this decision. And it's not like you're gonna know all these things, uh, but um, I've always kind of been accredited to having like an old soul. And uh, it was easier for me to make this decision than a lot of other people. Um, Cause I was able to look at it from a different, a bunch of different avenues and I had good people behind me that were helping me. Um, 
even if they didn't know anything about it, they were just so open-minded. They really helped me with these, with this decision. Um, and really choose a school with the intention to graduate and like the complete intention to get your degree. Uh, and even if you do take the football route or the basketball route and you end up being like one and done or three and done, or I think they're changing the rule of football for two and done. So, uh, even if you do end up going any of those routes, like have it be a school where in that short time that you're there, it's still somewhere where you can go back and be happy. That's awesome. And I love it. Like things you've said, I know a lot of people are going to be very inspired. Like just hearing what you're saying, I'm like, damn, it's, I, I love it. Um, it's a lot of things I, I want to loop back to, but first um, you mentioned that the environment of Seattle is it's not for you. Yeah. But yet you chose to come here for school. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, like, where, where do you want to end up after? I could definitely see myself going back to Arizona. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely like Texas, uh, but I'm definitely um, looking more to uh, have my kids grow up in an environment that is similar to how I grew up. And I just got lucky because my my mom and and like my uncle just knew how to do that like on their own and i just got put in the right position with the right people um that like everything kind of just worked out for me but i'm looking for definitely like an environment where because i like i grew up in a church at the start of everything and um the the more and more less black arizona gets and these certain environments get I know I'm not going to be able to be able to like take my children to a place like that and, and really have them kind of grow up in like the light that I feel is right. Um, so I definitely would like to be somewhere probably more Midwest, uh, more East. Um, but like the furthest West I could really see myself would, would probably be Arizona or Texas. So you mentioned, you know, this is a business which definitely is, you know, I'm curious how you can balance that with also having like a really strong team culture and also like even just maintaining strong relationships with people like coaches, for instance, without like the influence of, of money. Yeah. So um, I know that like for me, being at UW was or not as much anymore, but at the start was really hard as far as culture goes. I didn't fit in with anyone and I still really don't fit in with like my teammates uh, not from the same place or like the same things like, like a few of us so um when you come to a school that you're like different at uh for lack of better words um you end up just basically starting your own thing and um you end up bonding over your like your differences so like me and my boy Yost couldn't be more different. <laughs> like, like that's like my boy on the team, like, like completely from different sides of the world. But when I'm listening to music, he would just sit there and be like, this is trash. <laughs> listen to music, I'll be like, that's trash. But like, that's like how our friendship is. And uh, it's like a great friendship to have. Um, like we just end up having so many differences, but we can talk about just about anything when we have to be serious. But like it started off the fact that like they would do things that would just annoy the like life out of me. Um, but then 
like I can do the exact same thing. And it's like, it's just great in that way. So you end up, you, you almost always end up creating a relationship with the people around you in some kind of way. Um, your coaches end up being the same way when you like really accept the fact that it's not personal and that a lot of times, not a lot, all the time, it's a business decision. So uh, like when it does actually get personal, yes, um, a business decision also backs that. So uh, even when it, it, when it is personal and you're like, the coaches really do take care of me, well, they can afford to take care of you. And um, it's because you're affording for them to take care of you. Uh, so it's like a smart business decision in that sense. Um, but like my coach, for example, like Nino, uh, he can find anyone in the country and like convince them that they need to be at UW because anyone could genuinely say like, like you can make a strong argument that you need to be at one of the best schools, like academically. So um, like a lot of times coaches will recruit off of the fact that something that you're already interested in is here and that you were never even looking for like a full ride and really only like money ever gets involved with people who are looking for like full rides or like like you're looking for that same uh type of scholarship that you would have gotten if you would have stayed with football or if you would have stayed with basketball um but when you come to track you're not dealing with that same kind of budget and it's it's those types of people like myself as well who like were like whoa I know I deserve that and I know that I should have been getting this and uh, that like if I would say with football I would have easily had a fool and everything like that but you didn't and like you didn't stay with basketball and anything like that so you're dealing with a different budget so you can't take it out on your coaches because your coaches are going to like help you be the best that you could possibly be um, but they had to make a business decision so uh, when when you can really start balancing that, like it's just not personal, that's really how you stay away from like having a bad relationship with your coach. Um, because we have a great relationship at UW and it's grown immensely since like my first time here when they all just used to talk about the same thing and follow the same people. Um, really throwing in like any bit of flavor, like when I came in, just, just like kind of reshaped it and they still like, have that old school flavor when I'm not there, but like when I am there and we've kind of created our own thing along with having a new coach and a uh, new coach is just all around. It, it was pretty easy to just, to just get along like super well with everyone like that. And especially when we got new coaches, uh, I didn't know like any distance runners. I didn't know uh, like anyone's last name, like, I just didn't know people on the team and especially with my redshirt year like I didn't know anyone that year and so last year I was still learning a bunch of people and like I was like who's that and stuff like that uh but when we got new coaches the team really bonded like we really came together and we were like look we're all going through this now and because of an issue that um happened with fifth years and Metcalf uh like all of us ended up getting like our worlds turned around. They were like, well, it'll be for the better. But at the time, none of us could see that. None of us wanted that. None of us even wanted to hear it. We're like, you're getting all of our coaches fired by getting the head coach fired and, uh, or resigning. Um, 
and uh, it's just like it's not possible um, for all of us to sit there and be happy. So we ended up coming together really like like and just bonding really well over the same uh, problem that we were all have having. So you almost always find a way to have a uh, um, relationship with the people that you're around when, especially in sports. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think going through the struggle together is one of the most, the strongest bonding materials really. Um, it's one of the special parts of sport. So I love that. Uh, so you talked a little bit about, you know, not like it didn't feel like it's a good fit for you, like culturally and even now. I'm curious, you know, did you know that going in? And like, if you didn't, like, do you have a, maybe like a story of, like when you, like of an example of like, oh shoot, this is not a good fit for me, like at UW. Yeah, so going into UW, I honestly was was shocked. Um, mm. Because in Arizona, it's really white. And uh, you do get like your certain places that you know you're good in and comfortable in and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but like racism in Arizona compared to racism in Washington is much more blunt. Um, mm. It's like, it's, it's still not the same as like other places, but it's much more blunt. Uh, so coming here, I, I knew that it would be less blunt, um, but I was also expecting there to be more black people, honestly. Uh, I was expecting there to, to be more people that look like me and that I could talk to and things like that. Uh, uh, but it was like the exact opposite. Um, like, at least in the Seattle part of like this school, like this area, there's very little. Mm -hmm. And um, when when I I came here and was like looking for a place to be, it, it was just it was really hard to find one. And when I started meeting people and uh, like asked them what they like and things like that, everyone kind of liked the same thing. Uh, like everyone just feels extremely like for lack of better words like a frat boy um and uh like it's just not my crowd so i definitely learned like just over time that i'm like man you guys are weird <laughs> like um, that's why like when i when i took my visit to wazoo it was completely different it was like my visit to seattle was definitely like, um, man, I like my word choice is not great, but it's the truth, and and it's like soft, uh, and um, you can't really speak or have your own opinions. You got to have the same opinion as the rest of the crowd, and uh, you you just got to like be a part of the same things that everyone else likes, and you you got to like be eating vegan. And you got to be like just doing everything outside of like your comfort zone. But like it's almost so accepting that like you're not accepted in any sense um, because everyone has to have the exact same likes that is exactly why you're accepted because everyone likes the same thing. So like on my visit to Wazoo, um, obviously where you went in, in the same state, uh, completely different. Like. I, I went there and and my visit was we played basketball for three hours 
and we went bowling and just had fun. Uh, we like danced, we listened to like music, like the music I listened to, and like like we were just having a good time. Uh, but then like here, it's it's almost like the exact opposite. Like you would expect people to like solely listen to like country in the country, but at, like like at UW like. I'm in arguments with my teammates about why we shouldn't be listening to country while we're lifting. Like, it's just not possible. And they're like, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, no one was listening to like bass and stuff like that. I'm like, but we're lifting. Like, even if it was just instrumentals, like it would be great to listen to something upbeat, not like a slow guitar. And it's like, it's kind of like everyone I ended up meeting out uh, like in Seattle, unless they're like frat boys who, like just jump around and and like listen to like EDM. Uh, so yeah, like it was definitely just completely different for me and it still is. Uh, but like I'm managing with my people and uh, like I have a good relationship with my teammates and stuff like that. And like I said, that's how we bonded. So yeah. Super interesting. So also you, you mentioned a little bit ago too about um, your team kind of having a, a certain culture when you aren't there, but then like you kind of change it a little bit when you are there. Uh, so I was wondering, you know, if you could just elaborate a little bit more on that and like, cause from what you just talked about, it kind of sounds like, you know, people are all kind of trying to like the same things and, you know, you seem very independent and very articulate and well-spoken and like just from your high school days, you're kind of just stepping in there and, stepping up standing up for yourself really uh, so i'm curious you know if you could elaborate a little bit on maybe like your leadership role on the team because that's what it really sounds like to me yeah so um we definitely like like none of the same things when i first got in um i didn't like the way that they decided to hang out um and i didn't like the way that like i said they they were like having fun and like being friends and stuff like that uh but, but once you start like really grinding with someone and, and creating that bond you want to do everything that you can to make sure that everyone like feels comfortable and that everyone's in a good enough place so like me and my boy yost um or like even like jonah and i are a lot more alike than like the rest of uh the team but like he's definitely started to find himself and and like disperse into different avenues and stuff like that um, but like Yost and I come from completely different places and completely different everything. Uh, and, um, like now I can, I can actually talk to him about anything, but like when I, when I step into the scene and, um, I'm looking for someone that I can also just talk to and be friends with and, and feel like included with, uh, they all understood that like I was different and that there were just certain things that I don't stand for and that I don't like and things like that. Um, but like, I was super understanding of everything that, that, that they like and everything like that, because that's kind of how black people always have to be when you're in like a white environment is that like everything that white people do, you have to understand. Um, but normally you have to understand why you do things different, but they took a completely different approach with that. And, um, like they acknowledged it, accepted it and we bonded from those things. So that was like, like the biggest difference. 
um, compared to like from my throwers group. I don't even, if I was a distance runner, it probably wouldn't happen. But like throwers have always just been like linemen at heart. And even if it's like women, like like when you just carry that lineman heart, like you're just like a loving person, uh, like and you're willing to like work and, and put your head down and just like like be that kind of like friend and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it hasn't, I have not heard stories about it being the same way, like even uh, just being a part of like Black Student Athletes at UW, like when, when my other like buddies talk about their sports and stuff like that, it's, it's not the same like inclusion and it's not the same uh, everything like that. But we kind of just have such a good group that I just got, like I said, lucky that like I decided to come here and find these people. That's really cool. Um, so I guess maybe transitioning a little bit, I was wondering, you know, if you could talk a little bit about uh, the role of faith in your life and- Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, grew up in a church um, and uh, it's all I know. Uh, I, I never like experienced life um, without God and uh it's it's literally like been the biggest reason i am the way that i am now and it's uh a really um large part of how my mom molded me and uh i'm god fearing and it's it's like that's the route that i decided to take and um i'm super thankful and blessed of like everything that has come my way and uh when when things get down, you know, I have someone that I can always look up to. And uh, it's just like, you're never truly alone um, with faith. And uh, even being out here by myself um, and like, I guess having a phone call to be with like, like my family, um, it's, it's just not the same when, uh, like when I can just sit in a room completely by myself and still have someone to talk to. And um, that's been like really big part of like being by myself all the time uh, is just that I never like not have someone to talk to. And um, like between the, like my friends and everything like that, like when you put God first and you understand that, that you have like your values and your morals and the things that you live by, those are the kind of people that I wanna be around as well um because uh they're looking to grow themselves but they also um know that that, that, that there's more and um that it just kind of keeps people on their the path uh that they want to be on um yeah like that's I, awesome. I ask that question a, a a fair amount um but i don't i don't even really know what to like say like almost like it's it's uh my faith is is extremely faith driven and um that's because uh it's been applied to my life in a in a very strong way and uh it's just always something where like no matter what i'm doing if like i pray like three times before i eat and it's just like but it's like it's habit it's like like i'm just always like looking to thank him and everything that like that that happens in my life like i'm just it's always been there and it's, it's always been like a part. So like when people like find Jesus, it's completely different for me because 
it's always like he's always been there i'm curious have you found like a, a good church and community you like at uw or, like while you've been in seattle um no and uh that is also like just like the stubborn side of me and like the picky side of me mm-hmm. is that um the way that i see god and like and everything like that is not the same way that white people see him and um it's definitely more uh scripture based um whereas mine is spiritual and uh it's directly applied to my life like i said before um where i can i can pull up like reasons like why or like things why versus like like the community out here can um like like basically know the bible like it's like a math test like they can recite scripture just like that i'm like oh i don't i like i i know but i don't like Mm -hmm. like, i grew up in a church like that but i i don't um but like i've i like know people that that know everything that they could you could ever like know about the bible and interpret it in so many ways but they've never prayed over their food and Mm -hmm. like i'm like well that is like substantial like they ask me what i'm doing when i'm like like before i start eating i'm like what do you mean like i'm praying they're like why do you do that i'm like huh what <laughs> like so like it's just it's the difference in that and the communities out here um like from from what i'm used to and what i grow up uh what i grew up in and and how i like apply god to my life is a lot more uh dependent upon being black and um it's like I, it's like a just completely different level of like spirit when like you do always kind of have the worst rooting for you and like uh just everything is not equal and uh when when talking to someone else that that just like can't really see things from the way that you see it because they've never been through those things i i just don't find like the want to uh even like take the time to be in conversations to continuously have to like explain why um because i already have to do that so much when i'm like in like a white environment that i have to be like the spokesperson of being black and that's the one place that i just can't i can't do it um for like like my lord and savior so mm-hmm. yeah that's really why i haven't found like an environment out here and yeah that makes a lot of sense that's can't even imagine how difficult that's got to be sometimes uh, this has been really really awesome um, yeah I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview I'm super excited to see to see what we come up with well, thank you Hell yeah I appreciate you having me and um, yeah I uh, hope hopefully I represented the dogs well um, and, yes, <laughs> yeah.